It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, this is Leslie Dumois with Canada's Podcast, the nation's number one entrepreneurial network. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Daniela Calloway. Daniela is a veteran PR and communications professional, writer, and tech startup founder. She's spoken at conferences around the world, walked A-list celebrities down red carpets, and broken world records. Calloway is a yogi, has three children, and splits her time between Toronto and Prince Edward County. Her latest venture, Book & Brunch, tech platform for book clubs, is on a mission to reconnect the world in real life through books and food. So I'm so excited to hear more about um, both Book & Brunch and your PR agency. Welcome to Canada's Podcast, and I'm I'm so glad you could be with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So why don't you start, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you do. So right now, most of my time, a lot of my time is focused on my startup. I've never had never worked in tech uh, before this. And so it's very fast paced. And we're in the process of um, beginning to prepare to raise our first round of funding. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, but yeah, I've been, I say, you know, I'm a 20 plus year entrepreneur. I started like my own gigs at like 11 years old and I never really stopped. Uh, I did have jobs here and there, but I've always um, had my own ventures, whether it's like a lemonade stand or, you know, helping shovel the driveway or mow the lawn, whatever it was, I would just get into it. And so I had my PR agency for uh, 15 years-ish. And um, most recently, about a year ago, launched uh, my, my book and brunch, our tech startup. So that's, that's my jam. That's so awesome. Tell us a little bit about book and brunch. Yeah, so Book and Brunch is a book and food experiences marketplace. So on one side, we have um, you know hosts who want to host book club meetings or book club experiences, and on the other side, we have venues who want to host them. So we connect those those two parties. Um, it is free to join; anybody can join. So our members love that every event is hinged around a book because books are really amazing icebreakers. Um, and great conversation starters. Our, our hosts love that they're making some money just reading, meeting, and eating. Um, our hosts make between fifty and five hundred dollars per experience that they host, depending on what they're what they're hosting. And then our venues create a listing, um, just kind of like an Airbnb listing of their set menus, their restaurant, and then they can begin accepting group dining reservations really easily. So that's how it works. That's the technical piece, but why we started it is um, because because I I really had no intention of having <laughs> a tech startup. This is how my life is. I just <laughs> um, it's true. But I a few years back, my sister uh, was in a depression, um, and she was not leaving the house, and it was a really it was very bad. It was a very dark place, and so I said, you know, you have to do something that forced yourself out, like create a date with yourself. Like, I don't care what it is. So she started this book club. She called it book and brunch because she's like, Oh, I want to check out a different restaurant every month. She curated the whole thing. And then within a year, two really spectacular things happened. The first was that she was completely transformed. Like it was, it skyrocketed her out of that depression, just that simple ritual once a month of meeting, reading and eating. And then the second thing that happened was that book club, which was originally five people, ballooned to over a thousand, twelve hundred maybe. And 
Yeah. So word was spreading really quickly. Um, and pe what people loved was that they showed up. There was no awkward exchange or splitting of the bill, like all the money she did via e-transfer in advance. So you would just show up. There'd be a beautiful set menu, gorgeously curated experience, and it was really plug and play for people. And so when I saw those two things, more importantly, the transformation in my sister, like that was a, that was a huge deal for me. Um, and then some of the work I'd done in the marketplace space on the PR side really inspired me. So one of my clients was Turo, um, which is like Airbnb, but for cars, fantastic company, fantastic uh, uh, tech company out of San Francisco. And I was started to think like, I want to be able to empower other people to host their own experiences. And if, if we can help like one other person, just one, one other person feel less lonely, feel more connected, find their people. That's actually the work I want to be doing. So we set about to, to build it. And we created a platform that had uh, all the functionality that we needed that the other platforms didn't have. Ability to pay out the host, ability to pay out the venue, uh, making the event planning piece like super easy. Because if you go to like plan a group meal for say 20 people and you want to set menu, you got to call all the venues. You got to negotiate your food costs. So we've eliminated those barriers because our platform's preloaded with all the set menus. You just choose the one you want to request and and the rest goes. Yeah. So that's the story of Book and Brunch, how it came to be. That's wonderful. So uh, how many how many people have you helped now? Like how many members? I mean, we have we have thousands and thousands. We don't reveal our exact number yet because we are fundraising. But there, what's cool and interesting is that they're spread across like 40 cities globally. So there's members in LA, there's members in London, there's members in Scotland, there's members in Australia and Tokyo. And so we have all these people who are sort of waiting to, until we properly scale into those markets. Right now, we're hyper-focused on getting density in Toronto. Um, a lot of our community is already in Toronto, but like really getting a ton of density here, getting it right, and then sort of um, going scaling from there. For sure. Are you in any other cities across across Canada or? Yep. Um, so Toronto's our biggest market, but then we have Edmonton, Ottawa, Montreal, um, Winnipeg. There's a few others. I've got to I've got to check. We definitely have members in Vancouver, but in terms of like active events, most active events are in Toronto at this stage because we are a, a two woman bootstrapped startup. Right. So is your sister still involved or? Oh yeah, she's my co-founder. She's CEO of the company. She's, uh, she's more involved than, than I am because I still, you know, I still have some, I have PR as well. I'm juggling some, some things. Yeah, we're in it. We are in it to win it. So this year, once we raise our, our round, it's going to be all systems, uh, all systems go to help spread it even, even further. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to attend. Well, yeah, I'll have to attend. absolutely. I'm in, I'm in Grimsby, but, um, not too far away. So it sounds really interesting. You could always start one in your area. That's the whole point is we want to encourage anyone to host. Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated. So anyone can be a host and then... Anyone can be a host, yep. And really, you're involving your community and you're making a difference and impact on your local business, yep. right? The next question I have for you, I, I just wanted um, to ask you, do you think entrepreneurs are wired differently? That's a great question. And as like a lifelong entrepreneur, because I, I, again, I have had jobs, so, you know, I do think we're wired differently. I, I think we're builders. 
So we, there's like, for me, there's an insatiable hunger to create something that is of service and is of value. You can certainly do that when you work, you know, in a corporation or in a company, but I think, you know, we're, we're less or sorry, like we're, we're into risk more. Yeah. I do think we're wired differently. I don't know. It's like, for me, I, I love the idea that I, we get to create and build something that feels very true and authentic to our, our vision and, and our, ourselves when, cause I have worked at, at places and when you work, you know, for someone else's vision it can be meaningful, it can be spectacular, but it's someone else's vision. So that's a different sort of thing. Um, and a, a lot of my close friends are entrepreneurs and it's such a great question because I started one of my first like real businesses. I was, I had a restaurant business. It was called Big Burger. It was a fast food, old school burger joint. I'm now a vegetarian, but I had that business for seven years. And during that time, I was like in my early twenties. I was a kid. I knew nothing uh, about anything. I just jumped right in and I was like, oh, I'll figure this out. I think at the time, Britney Spears had a restaurant and I was like, if Britney Spears could do it, I could do it. But what's interesting is that none of my friends at the time, right, early 20s, were entrepreneurs. All of them had jobs. And those friends from that era, I, they're not really around as much. It was very different because I was working or I was working around the clock and they were out clubbing and partying and I was just, I had my, a restaurant to run. So, you know, that was the first time, I think, to answer your question when I realized, oh, actually we are we're, it's it's a little bit different. You don't you don't quite understand me, and maybe I don't quite understand you. I don't know. So there was some there was some growing apart that happened in that in that time. We're absolutely wired differently. That's really interesting. So next question. I know you're working out of um, out of Toronto. What do you think the benefits are of doing business in Toronto? Oh my God! I mean. Toronto's the best city in the world. Right. Straight straight talk. I mean, I was born in the former Czechoslovakia, so I come we came to Canada with nothing, not the language, not a penny to our names, right? So there's a number of reasons why having a business in Toronto is a huge advantage. The talent pool is incredible, right? Especially in tech because you've got Kitchener Waterloo right there. You've got those schools. Uh, the multiculturalism and diversity, like I actually think that that's where the best kind of work comes from when you are collaborating with people who come from different places, different cultures, it, just the entire ecosystem, incredibly supportive. You know, that whole cliche that like, oh, Canadians are so nice. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we also support each other and I we actually feel that support as a startup in the ecosystem in in Toronto. And then like a million other reasons why it's the bomb, the food scene, just so many incredible scenes. Like it's like this it's like New York but nicer and smaller. That's what I what's that's what I think. Um and it's just a great hub for any international business. That's how I feel. The Canadian the government's also really supportive of startups who want to export, who want to scale. And maybe that happens in other cities, but I feel like also in tech, Toronto's like having a scene right now. Like there's so many new startups. There's so, there's a flurry of activity. Thrilled that that's, that's our home base. So do you have an office? Do you have like a, an office base in Toronto? Yeah, we do. We have a beautiful um, open concept loft space that we also host events in. It's in the Junction, which is like my favorite neighborhood. So it's not downtown, but it's in a neighborhood. Yeah, we have a space. Uh, we love it. 
great place to meet people in real life. Our whole thing is connecting in real life, right? So it was important to us. Next question I have for you. Uh, some of our best ideas come when we least expect them. And I know you mentioned that you're a yogi. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, what kind of things that you do uh, to disconnect and, and find those great ideas? Yeah, I mean, I, I practice yoga, of course. I work out. Um, I do a lot of walking. So for I'd like to take walking meetings. I took that one from Ariana Huffington. If I need a, to do a 40-minute meeting, like I would love if we could just walk and talk. And also the kinetic energy when you walk, it changes the meeting. Like if you take the same meeting in a room and you take the same meeting and we're walking around downtown Toronto or, or even in the junction, it's just a different energy that's injected. Uh, so I do a lot of walking. I do meditation. I also paint for myself. I write. I do writing. I write a thousand words a day. Um, I have a weekly newsletter that goes out on uh, Wednesdays. It's called Dear Daniela. It's an ask me anything. And that actually, I love that. It's like, there's nothing attached to it. I, it's literally just from my, from my heart. It's a life letter. So I'll often give like a tidbit. I do a lot of reading. Of course I read, uh, every single day. So often from some of the books that I'm reading, I'm inspired and I'll just share that back. But then if people have actual questions about PR or marketing or anything, then I'll answer that as well. So those are just some of the ways. So Dear Daniela is a blog that you have? It's just an email newsletter. Yeah, it's about 300 words or less. It's usually, people tell me they really like it. I don't know. I, I love it. It's a great exercise for me. Uh, on my Instagram, which is the Kellaway, you can sign up through the link there and then you can ask me anything. And what I do is I, I pose the question. It's anonymous, so you can ask anything. I pose the question and then I answer it. Um, but lately people weren't asking questions. So I just started to write whatever called to me and people seem to, people seem to like it, but also giving like kind of Cole's notes on some really kick-ass books, which I think people find helpful. I'm going to have to check that out after. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I, I love writing. So it's interesting that that's an outlet. Oh yeah. Huge outlet. It has been since I've, since I've been a little girl reading and, and writing. I also like now being in um, my entire world, so much of my world is books in the book community. And I knew this a, a long time ago, but readers are writers are readers are writers. So if you are a voracious reader, you're most likely a writer. If you're a voracious writer, you're also, you can't be an excellent writer without being a reader. So it's like those two things are like, linked. It's the one and the same. It's a cycle. So um, that's why I do a lot of writing. And I do a lot of reading. It just feeds itself. Tell me about the vision that you have for your business. And I know you've talked a little bit about expanding internationally. Um, if you could kind of expand upon that vision and where you see your business in the next kind of five years. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, we're the world's first book club platform that's helping people connect in real life. There's a lot of places to go online to connect for book clubs. We're making it easy to do it. Um, the reading, meeting, and eating part. And we're also helping local restaurants, which is fill their seats, right? So in our vision of it, there's thousands of these gatherings happening all over the world every week. Um, and we get really powerful feedback. This is what keeps me going because as I'm sure you know, startup life is not um, a cakewalk. It can be very challenging, um, especially when you're bootstrapping. But when the community says things like, you know, this is better for me than therapy or 
I, you know, met my best friend at a book and brunch or every single time I come, it's like so meaningful to me. I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking about it and it's so important. Like, and what we realize in this journey is that people are really actually aching for meaningful conversation, true connection, um, to find their people, you know, outside of work and outside of their family and outside of like going to a bar or whatever, like how do you social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, as, as social media is not real, like it's just not, I mean, even my own feed, it's always like the best version of me. Right. (laughs) Um, right now I'm actually not wearing any makeup. So like, this is the real me. (laughs) <laughs> Except for I have a little bit of lip tint here, purple, because it matches my and purple you look hair. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But anyway, the po- the point the point being is like when we we did this tour and we visited our brookies, that's what we call our community, um, in these different cities, and <clears throat> asking them and talking to them and hearing from them, like it's a, a majority of our community is women, and a, a lot of them are like, yeah, I need this. Like, thank you. I just we, I need an authentic way to connect. So. In five years, I would say uh, we're going to definitely land on funding. We're working on um, a celebrity ambassador, investor, strategic investor, which will land. Uh, and then we're going to scale across Canada and then the U.S. and then the U.K. And then from there, the other international, uh, international countries. But our focus is Canada first because that's where we're based. Also a great literary hub. Um, and then New York and then London. So exciting. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. Wonderful. We have huge, we have huge dreams and ambitions. I also have like uh, a, a number of really uh, interesting ideas around uh, connecting people in a different kind of way as well, which would be sort of an offshoot. We also have a line of merchandise coming, t-shirts, totes, um, things that our brookies have talked about and, and we think could be interesting. So yeah, all kinds of things. That's awesome. Um, so what do you think is the greatest challenge that you faced in your business to date? Because I know as entrepreneurs, we're always faced with, uh, the, the hard times, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, it changes just like, uh, it's, it's not unlike parenthood where you have these ebbs and flows and waves where you're like, I'm rocking it. And then you're like, Oh my God, why did I do this? I'm never going to survive. So very similar. And so right, right now in this season, in this particular moment, I would say that our challenge is preparing and positioning ourselves, uh, for venture capital for VCs, like 4% of VC money goes to female founders. So let me just say that again, 4%. Only 4%. Correct. 4% to women. Um, so when you are building a product for women, by women, I, I mean, we have men in our platform, hundred percent. We have hosted our platform, um, hosts that are men, but 88% of our community is women. So it's, it's mostly women. The men who are in are like, I love it. Best way to meet a woman. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it can be challenging. It is challenging to communicate your vision, your product, your, your product market fit and having, you know, um, an investor understand and take you seriously as a business when it's a, something that they themselves are like, I don't get this. What is this? I wouldn't use it. So maybe that challenge, but I know we're going to overcome it because there's a lot of badass investor women out there. Um, and, and, and we're working through that. I would also say like personally, um, you know, not having had a tech company before, I think the technical piece is a bit of a challenge for us. Like we have a really 
strong sales, marketing, branding kind of background between the two of us and, and in our team. We, have, we do have an amazing CTO, but uh, for us, not being technical founders, owning a tech company sometimes can be a challenge in terms of understanding what the repercussions of a, of a certain iteration you know, might be for us. Navigating that, right? As, exactly. As leaders, like navigating something that you're foreign to and trusting someone else with it is different. And it's, it's all brand new, right? We, you know, I asked my sister, my co-founder, I was like, you know, we're talking about direct, direct competitors. We certainly have a number of competitors who are kind of like close, but there's no one actually out there that does exactly what we're doing Mm -hmm. exactly in this way that connects in this way that offers the set menus and all this. So I was like, when you don't have that, it's you're building something brand new and that's tricky. There's a lot of education there, you know, to explain how it works and, and all of that. So yeah, you have no benchmark. That's crazy. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, the thrill, that's the thrill. That's the thrill of it though, right? Like you, every day is a new, a new learning, um, and a new experience. And I think that's why I did it. Like I had, I've been doing PR for so many years and like, I'm brilliant at it. Um, and which is great, but like, Book and Brunch presented a whole wave of awesome challenges and new learnings. So I'm all in. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. If you could go back in time, what kind of advice would you give your 20 year old self? Oh, great question. Um, I would say to my 20 year old self, it's going to be okay. I would say you got what it takes. Um, and I would say, this one's for, taken from my sister. Don't let them take your juice. Yeah. <laughs> so the don't let them take your juice is like kind of about knowing your worth. It's about knowing your value. It's about be, go, being confident in your position. And it's about, um, you know, it's also about boundaries. It's, a, it's about so many things. So I would say, I would say those things. Um, and, and maybe I would tell her to, she was very distracted, that 20-year-old girl. I would tell her to um, like to kind of find her north star and hyper focus on on the thing that you're 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 driving for. So, on the topic of that kind of advice, what's the best advice that you ever received from somebody else? Hmm. Best advice. Yes. Okay. Small, consistent action can be more powerful than spurts here and there of like really big stuff. So like the idea that, um, you know, so let's say there's a task or there's something you have to do that you hate that you're just like, I don't want to do this. If you just commit to working on it for five minutes every day, cause you know, five minutes is just a little bit over the amount it takes you to brush your teeth. It's not that long. So psychologically you're thinking, okay, I could, I could do this thing for five minutes. It's just five minutes. Set the timer for five minutes and do the thing I really don't want to do. The, whether it's your taxes or whatever it is that you're, you've been putting off, chip away a little bit. So like a, taking small, consistent action, but daily uh, can be a really powerful tool. So that's been some good, good advice and good perspective. I love it. Okay, so now we're going to move into our rapid fire questions uh, kind of section of the interview. So for these questions, they're going to be kind of off the wall and don't think too much about them. Just say whatever comes, pops in your head first, okay? Perfect. Yeah, I'm ready. If you weren't doing what you're doing now for work, what would you be doing instead? 
I'd probably be chasing like a Hollywood dream as an actress or something. Ooh. <laughs> mm, something ridiculous and unattainable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, this one is really important for you. So I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. What book are you currently reading and what would you recommend to our viewers? So I'm currently, I always have two books on the go. I am currently reading uh, Stephen Hawking's The Universe in a Nutshell. It's very different from what I typically read. I, I just kind of went, went for it, uh, but fascinating and brilliant. I love like reading something that you normally wouldn't. Um, so I, I'm always kind of challenging and pushing myself. So I'm reading that. Um, and I just finished Loving What Is by Byron Katie, which is just this brilliant book about four questions that you can sort of ask yourself that ter can turn situations around. It's really fascinating. Um, and it's a lot about sort of processing uh, any kind of negativity or things assumptions and feelings you have around certain situations. So brilliant. Um, Byron Katie, um, great and powerful book. Uh, but I'm trying to think those are, those are both uh, nonfiction. I'm trying to think of a fiction one that I just read that I love. I mean, uh, Brian O'Malley's uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, the, the graphic, the graphic novel series. I started my year reading that six books. Uh, they're short though. So, and that was brilliant. I love a good graphic novel as well. Um, and I actually read it cause my kids were reading it and I was like, you know what? I want to know what my kids are reading. Brilliant. Genius. He's hilarious. Laugh out loud, laugh out loud. So if you like a good graphic novel, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, next question. Are you a morning or a night person? Hmm. It, it changes to be honest right now. I'm a morning person, but I, actually since my kids came, I kind of had to adjust and become a morning person. Uh, you know, getting them ready for the, for the bus and all that. I'm definitely a morning person now, but before the kids, I was a night person. For sure. Well, it's different points in your life, right? <laughs> yeah. I call, I call it like the seasons of life. You know, sometimes you're in this season. And so in this current season, I am a morning person and I enjoy it. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Um, the first word that comes to my mind is vivacious only because people have told me that before, but also I do feel vivacious. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very energetic person. Uh, anything that I put, that I go into, I'm going like full tilt. Uh, years ago, I was, you know, interning at the Toronto International Film Festival. And it's like, when I, if I had to go fetch you a coffee, like you're getting the best damn coffee of your life. And it's going to be delivered with so much joy and love. And like, that's how I roll. Like no matter what the task is and what needs to happen, I'm there to give it my all and bring a certain kind of energy. So I think that's like vitality or vivaciousness. Maybe it's not the right word, but I like. No, it words. absolutely is. Cause I agree hundred percent, even from this <laughs> short conversation. So, uh, you like scream vivaciousness. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, what is keeping you up at night these days, if anything? You know what? I'm in a I'm in a bit of a transition, and I'm actually brewing up um, a whole different version of Clutch PR, my PR company. I'm building a, a course, and I want to democratize the PR process. I kind of want to disrupt actually the PR agencies and release all the information and tell everybody how it's done. And so that's what's keeping me up at night. I'm because I'm in the middle of kind of forming it and structuring it. I often have crazy ideas. I have a journal next to my bed and uh how I how I get myself back to sleep is like I'll just 
you know, scribble in the journal the thought and then it, it like relaxes me. But yeah, it would be that like the, the, the formation and the transition from a uh, traditional PR agency to something else entirely. Okay, cool. Um, what's your favorite place in the world? Whoa, I have so many favorite places. Um, this is a very tricky one. I might say Nevis. Uh, it's a little tropical island in the West Indies. Uh, my son was born there in the jungle. And uh, we, we had a business there in St. Kitts and Nevis, their sister islands, for, for a few years. So that's probably my favorite place in the world. It's, it's just so peaceful. It's, the people are so friendly and lovely. And uh, we were also married there years ago. So we have a lot of different connections to that, to that place. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would probably say Nevis, but I also love Toronto, like a million places. And, and I might even say my favorite place is uh, the place that I'm at or when I get on the yoga mat. I love being on the yoga mat. So do I. <laughs> what are three non-negotiables that have to happen in your morning routine? Meditation. Uh, I just started a vigorous exercise regime. So now exercise and um, snuggling my kids. Yeah. Non-negotiables. <laughs> Non-negotiables. Like you, I'm having the morning snuggle, I'm having my meditation, and I'm working out. So this is our last question, um, and this is something that we asked to all of our guests, so you might have heard, heard it if you um, watched any other ones to the end. I'm interested to see what you're going to say because uh, of Nevis. But there's a small tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth, um, no internet, and we drop you off there with no technology at all. And anytime you can use the phone, to call to the boat to come pick you up. How long would you last and what would you do until then? Oh my God. I mean, it could last years. That's what I thought you might say. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I'm going to build a hut. I'm finding like villagers on the other side of the island. And if I don't find villagers, I'm going to bond with the monkeys. I'm going to like <laughs> grab the coconuts and eat those. I'm going to fish for my food. I'm going to dance naked. And have a bon bonfire like I'm there I'm good um maybe yeah maybe like a year just to check it out before I like totally panic maybe mm -hmm. I don't know I'm a survivor that like there's not a lot that uh shakes me up or stresses me out that's the other thing about back to your question about entrepreneurs being wired different like thickest skin you've ever seen well you grow it you have to right yeah, you don't have much of a choice. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And it's interesting that last question, like how different everybody is, because my last podcast that I did yesterday was like an hour. <laughs> oh my night. God. So it's so different. And it's so interesting to see everyone's answers with so many different personalities. So thank I you. mean, I love the islands also, and I love yeah. being warm, right? So for me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, extended vacation. Like, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Um, so that's all the questions that I have for you. So thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, thank you have so any much. last comments that you want to share with our listeners? I just want to say, if you are curious about Book and Brunch, join us. It's free and it's an amazing community of people who love to read um, and love to check out new places. And for you, you should host. Anybody yeah. who's curious, you can just host an event. It's, it's, it's a great way to make a little side hustle and, and bring some interesting new people into your life. I love it. That's it. So yeah. I'm going to check that out and I'm going to check out you, Daniela, and those books 
But yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and experience. And really, really happy that you came on the show. Total pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Canada's podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada.